In this episode, specialist from JJ Keller, Thomas Bray is going to teach us about the new entry audit. What is that? Even brokers and shippers need to know what it is too. It's very important. And uh, interestingly, how people can bomb the new entry audit with the FMCSA. Please give mad love to our Mad Gains sponsors who without their support, Mad Gains wouldn't even be possible. JJ Keller has a fleet management software called Encompass. Check it out. The links are in the description of this posting. You get a free trial and they are a flexible solution to managing your fleet, no matter what size your company is. OTR Capital is my favorite factoring company for brokers and for carriers. They don't play games, no hidden fees, it's a true non-recourse. They help you with your back office, uh, back office admin, and they treat you like family. Today we have a very special episode with JJ Keller's Thomas Bray, who's joining us from Wisconsin. I think I believe he's joining us from Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Um, how, how? First of all, how's the weather there right now? Because in oh, April, the weather in Wisconsin's like sometimes good, sometimes crazy. Yeah, we're at, uh, I like to say we're having a 40-40 day. It's 40 degrees with 40 mile hour winds, so it's, it's <laughs> but it's not the worst. Um, I That's pulled true. up a picture. It can always be worse. Yeah, I pulled up a picture from two years ago, and we had 36 inches of snow right about this time. <gasps> Wait, hold on. Two years ago. I might have been there for that. I think I was in Green Bay for that, and I'm pretty sure I have pictures of my front door completely mm -hmm. being snowed in. Yep. Like, I couldn't get out of the front door. Yeah, and that was... I remember that. That was crazy. We, all I did was plow. I mean, like shovel, tons of shoveling. Oh my goodness, that was traumatizing. I'm not gonna lie about that. So, um, tell us, tell us what you do for JJ Keller. Um, I saw that you're an editor, and I think you do some advising, uh, which is perfect for the show today because we need you to advise us on many things. <laughs> yeah, what I do here is I work in the content and uh, the content department, and I work on various online projects, training kits. Um, uh, publications. And I'm also, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm what's called a business advisor. If customers need help with certain issues. Uh, someone gets in touch with me and brings me in and I help them out with whatever that is. I'm not a full-grown consultant. I'm just about a half-grown consultant. So Half-grown consultant. <laughs> but I think you have a lot of experience in the transportation industry. You've been with JJ Keller for a long time. And I think before that you were at a trucking company. What were you doing there? Yeah, but, well, I've been J.J. Keller since 2005, and uh, previous to that, I worked in the trucking industry. Um, I served in the Army and then went to college and then ran off and became a truck driver and drove 48 states in Canada, and then transitioned wow. to fleet safety and worked my way up from uh, being basically a safety supervisor um, all the way up through being a driver instructor and a claims manager and ultimately a safety director. And that's, That was the last job I had in the industry before I came here in 2005. I love that experience. And I love that because if uh, you know, people like to try to say, well, you don't understand, Tom, you don't know what it's like, Tom. I mean, I'm out there on the road doing this, that, and you're like, excuse me, I actually do know mm -hmm. what your job is like perfectly. <laughs> that, that was, so that was the nice part when I was a safety director and the driver would start in, but you don't understand how much pressure dispatchers put me under. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. You're and like, I live and breathe it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so, t so tell us some of the things that uh, people have called you about. Uh, got any good crazy stories for us? Like, Tom, I need help with this. I have no idea what crazy stuff they would call you about, but they call me about crazy stuff all the time. So they got to call you about crazy stuff. Oh, I get, I get it. It just goes on and on. But, um, you know, the, the ones that they're always, I guess, you know, most interesting or craziest is when they call and they're, they're completely blindsided. They've gotten a letter from somebody at this, this FMC thing or another place. <laughs> and it says, they're going to come do something to us. What's this all about? And you explain, well, that's an audit notification. They're going to come audit your records. And then the next answer is, what records? <laughs> oh, no. It's like, oh, boy. This, this is going to be a long, long day. <laughs> the, a lot of the the industry is great. I love our industry. It's one of very few ones where you can come in, learn it well, move up in it, start your own business. I mean, it's, it's great. Oh. Incredible what you can do in this business. But one of the problems you run into is a lot of people that have worked their way up in it, learn it as they go. And sometimes they don't get a chance to yes. learn well enough before the next step hits them. Like in this case where, you know, I'm getting this letter from FM somebody or another. and <laughs> Now what? And, you know, then, then, then all of a sudden they ask, well, well, can they do that? Um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're in a tightly regulated industry that has a huge impact on the public. So, yeah, they pretty much have rules and laws saying that they, they can do that. And then the it's amazing that they if people that you could even miss understanding that like are they intrastate carriers maybe only driving around in one state or are they interstate how do they even get in a bind like that usually they're both they, I've seen both inter and intra and usually what's going on is it's just their, it's it's their new entrant audit that they signed and agreed to and oh. learned about but you know that was a year ago so you know in a year you, you know forgot about it. <laughs> Yeah, I just forgot about it. I can't remember what I did last year this time, you know, much less somebody telling me, oh, by the way, just a side note, we're going to come visit you in about a year and 18 months from now, somewhere in there. You know what most people do when they get told that something like that? It's like, okay, I'll think They're about it. They're like, yeah, I'll worry about yeah, them. I'll think mm -hmm. about that a year from now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame them. So what is your advice from a high level? Obviously, they'll need quite a bit of help if they call you up and say all of mm -hmm. that. But... You know, what is your advice? Like, if they're like, well, my papers are everywhere. Well, I don't even know what they need. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the best thing you can do if you're in that boat, and, and like I say, a lot of those small companies are, is get somebody in to help you. There's there's a whole range of consultants that, that, that can help you with, they'll give you a little bit of help, or they'll give you a lot of help, or they'll stand there and hold your hand as you go through this. Uh, but get somebody in to look through what you have. And the, the one thing that, that generally surprises me and surprises them as well is we start talking through it. Okay, you're going to need, you know, the contracts you have with your drug and alcohol consortium. They're going to need to see that. Oh, I got that, but I'll just have to find it. Okay, well, they're going to need your driver qualifications file. What's that? Well, that's where and you're like, my driver, what? Am I going to yeah, qualify yeah, these people? Driver, what? They can drive. They have a CDL. Yeah. I have to do more than that. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting because a lot of cases they'll say, oh, yeah, we did that. You know, they just don't, they haven't put two and two together that this is what they're asking for. So it's, it's always, it's, it's, it's always good that way. Cause a lot of times they'll have the stuff. They just don't realize they have it even. So and that, that's where it starts kind of putting it together and finding yeah, it. Exactly. So what can you expect in a new entry audit? Uh, first of all, do they, is the FMCSA, remember when they first came out with new entry audits Oh yeah. and they barely could do the audits. They didn't have enough people and enough time and, 
it was like, yeah, you maybe will get it. But are they pretty consistent now? And if so, what can we expect if like I was a brand new carrier and I had this new audit and the FMCSA is coming in looking at my stuff? <laughs> well, they've gotten pretty good at them. That's the thing. Uh, the other thing about it is they, they, they pretty much hit them. They, they do them now. It's just a matter of whether or not they get it done within the 18 months or 12 months, whatever their target is for that type of carrier. Uh, but it's basically, uh, for lack of a better term, it's a compliance review. It's just that they're uh, going to use an old timer's term here. They're kinder and gentler. Mm -hmm. during a I know you're a newbie. Right. And they understand there's going to be an educational component to this because um, they're going to come in and as a new carrier, you're trying, you're learning, you're doing better. That's what they want to see. They don't expect perfection. They have certain things you just can't do. And that's like not have a drug and alcohol testing program if you're running CDL vehicles. Uh, you have to have periodic inspections on your vehicles. Just certain things. You got to use drivers that have the right license. There's just certain things they don't have much give on. But right. Everything else, they're going to warn you and say, no, no, no. You need to make sure to start doing it, doing this this way. So it's just like a regular six-factor audit. It's just that it's 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 a kinder and gentler and more of an educational uh, event in in most cases. Because in like I say, in most cases, the carrier's trying. They've got some of yeah. them. They just don't have it quite together yet. And that, that's where it's the lot, really is helpful to them, you know. So they're probably going to look over your driver records. I heard you mm -hmm. say drug and alcohol records and testing. Um, your uh, driver, probably your driver management file, your driver qualification file. Yep, your driver qualifications file, your hours of service records, your vehicle maintenance records and DVIRs. And uh, if you do hazmat, which, you know, not many new carriers are, but if you are, they're going to want to see your paperwork and training records on that. And then they're going to calculate out your crash rate because that is one of the factors in a regular audit, a factor in a safety audit, a uh, new entrance safety audit. They just want to make sure you're operating safely. How many crashes per million miles are you having compared to the industry? You know, are, are you doing better or worse than normal? And if you're doing worse, let's try to figure out why, because that's the whole idea, by the way, is, is, with right. it, is just, just try to eliminate crashes. Because you get big vehicles running into things, people get hurt, things get broken. It's it's never a good day. So we're trying to reduce that. I um, do you have any you know tips or like this is the main thing that pe most people get uh, dinged on during this type of new entry audit? And dinged on, I mean like warning or something. Yeah, the biggest things that the carriers run into trouble with when they're doing these audits, whether it's compliance review or a safety audit, you know, the biggest thing they run into trouble uh, with as far as that goes is having the wrong hours of service records. In other words, they're, they just goofed entirely on hours of service. Oh boy. Even with the ELD mandate. Yeah. Even with the ELD mandate. And it's actually made it worse because, you know, well, I don't need an ELD because my drivers only do this or my driver. Only oh. this, or they only drive this kind of vehicle. Um, you know, there's always a, because my driver, well, do your drivers go further than 150 miles? Do they not make it back at night? If you, you know, what are the answers to those questions? And then yep. uh, they need to be using an ELD. Well, they're not really truck drivers, they don't really need one. Well, no, this, oh, well, surprise, you know, they do. Surprise, they do. <laughs> Um, so that's that's probably the biggest thing that, that we stumble across because the, the whole ELD thing is an interesting uh, situation because all it is is a more accurate record than paper. You know, that's. Yeah, it's so know. funny because I have I know I say this so many times on this show, but it blew my mind when the ELD mandate came into effect 
it was for reals. You guys, everybody had to qual everybody had to use one. Um, and all of a sudden, it was like this fire across the country where people were like, ELDs are ruining our country. We can't do this. <laughs> the ELDs. I'm like, but I was like, no, no, it's not the ELDs. Like, mm -hmm. ELDs are just making sure that you're, as a carrier, following the law that's been in effect for a very long time. Yep. <laughs> it's really when you start complaining about it, you've been kind of doing whatever with your paper logs. <laughs> and now you're like, oh, crap, I really have to follow this to the T. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm sure uh, a lot of people had to relearn how to handle ELTs well, and auditing them too. And auditing them. That's the other thing, trying to deal with the data and use it. But yeah, that's mm -hmm. the, it didn't change the limits. The limits stayed the same. They've made tweaks yeah. over, over time. But uh, the problem was suddenly everybody had to actually follow the limit. Because, <laughs> so that pointed out some of the flaws, you know, you know, as far as at school, because there's some things that, you know, they could be doing a little better. And that's, you know, suddenly ELDs pointed out, you know. In my head, I don't know if this ever happens, but in my head, I imagine like all the truck drivers who already had be had been on ELDs, they, they, maybe they drove for big companies or whatever, <laughs> and they have these these other truckers who are finally have to be on the ELDs, and I'm see I can see them being like, no, 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 no. You see, you see what we've been dealing with. <laughs> see, that's that was the fun part for me, because I shouldn't say fun part, but. <laughs> When I was in the industry, we started transitioning to electronic logs, and all my drivers were going to quit, and every one of them hated them, and they could Yep. Within thirty days of using one, it was like, no, don't, don't put me in that other truck. It doesn't have an electronic log in it. <laughs> I don't want to do the paper log anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do that paper thing. <laughs> and that's I couldn't even imagine doing the paper log anymore. <laughs> yep, and, you know, and and it's like you watch the transition with a lot of these companies. That's what they go through. Is you know they, they've got to get the drivers over the hump in the first place. Yep. What happened when the mandate came in is there was a whole bunch of carriers trying to get over the hump all at once. Yes, all at once. And it was like yeah. fire. Everything yeah. was on fire. And, and everybody, it was just so funny because everybody was blaming on the ELDs. So. Yeah, so I, it's I, all I, the same I, complaints that carriers, yeah, carriers that switched electronic logs were making back in nineteen in the 1990s. <laughs> same situation, just the whole bunch more at one time, so. Correct me up. Yeah, the other um, thing, the other thing, a lot of carriers run into trouble with is false logs, and and a lot of times they don't. Mm -hmm. They're false, especially what for you, the carrier. What do you mean by that? Oh, the, the common things. Um, I can log this off duty. I can log that off duty. You know, so just oh, um, with like nuances, still falsify them. You know, it's just it's a different medium, but the same issues. Um, I had drivers when I was a safety supervisor and director that. Uh, would run an entire week with zero minutes of on-duty time. <laughs> Which, like, that's incredible. Whatever your secret is, we've got to spread it. Please tell us all. Tell everybody <laughs> else. Yeah, don't tell anybody else. Um, but, you know, you that's still got hilarious. that. And, and, and a lot of times they don't realize it. This is back in the paper logging days, but I had one of my uh, dispatchers tell me that I need to set my driver down and explain to him how to use a calculator to figure out his driving time. And I said, point of order, you know, that's called falsifying a log. You know, the driver's yeah. look at his watch, make a mark. I'm starting driving. When he stops, look at his watch, make the other mark. He says, no, no, no. What he needs to do is take, that's 150 miles. That's three hours of driving. That's how he has to log that. <laughs> it's like, no. And, 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 you know, God bless him. He was, that, that is how he thought a driver was yeah. a log. Because somebody else probably taught him that too. So he's exactly. talking about Tom. <laughs> 
Yeah, what do you what do you mean by he has to look at his watch? Watch never enters into this. <laughs>